0: and we're back this is crappy hollywood reboots yep i'm casey (laughs) i'm trace I was waiting for Trace to start the intro, but uh, <laughs>
1: I was wondering. I was wondering why um, it was so quiet. Because usually you do it, and <laughs> I did not expect that. That was, that came out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> well, uh, welcome back to Crappy Hollywood Reboots. Uh, I'm Casey. <laughs> yeah, I'm Trace, and this is Crappy Hollywood Reboots. Oh, um, Trace is back after being dead. Last week? It's me. Listen to him. Doesn't he sound (sighs) refreshed and
1: revitalized? (laughs) Yeah. um, And I I feel it. Mm. I feel refreshed and revitalized. Uh, It's Mm, it's tech week here at um, uh, the theater, uh, in the Mm. theater world. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm doing this episode with three hours of sleep. I wrote my movie plot at six o'clock this morning. <laughs> Let's go.
0: Ooh baby! All right. Oh boy. <laughs> well, um, as you may be, as you're probably familiar with by now, um, this is a show where we pitch bad Hollywood reboot ideas, crappy Hollywood reboot ideas. Mm-hmm. Um. Just, uh, you know, give Hollywood some fuel. Let them know, uh, let them know that w- that we understand that, you know, making original content is hard.
1: It is. It's uh, tough.
0: It's hard. It's so much easier to just take something that someone else already made and just remake it. Yep. And so uh, here's some more ideas for you, Hollywood.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, do you, well, I guess to, to start this off, uh, Mm -hmm. Brittany asked a couple of questions. Um, yeah, that I
0: was, I, I answered last week, but you didn't get to answer.
1: I did not. Um, uh, but I I will answer them now. Also, I uh, listened to the last episode that was just Casey ranting for 40 minutes and I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if you guys did, but if you did, um, uh let us know um
0: yeah we could rant for another 40 minutes or something yeah
1: we can change the the show title from a chr recommends to chr rants and i
0: chr rants sounds hilarious like one of us just brings a topic of conversation to the table and the other one just has to sit and listen the whole (laughs) time
1: isn't that what i do to you like every every week anyway
0: yeah. Oh, I, I feel like we do that to each other on a regular basis. We're, we're yeah. like, all right, sit down. I've got something to tell you.
1: I have to talk about this. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, to get back on to the questions, um, mm-hmm. I believe one of the questions pertained to the new Fast and the Furious movie, yep. Hobbs and Shaw, right? Sure. Um, uh. And it, uh, it <clears throat> Brittany asked if. Uh, or what we thought about Idris Elba uh mm-hmm. being cast in it. Mm-hmm. And I am in agreement, uh, with you, Casey. You said something to the effect of, you know, he just kind of does things or he takes on roles that are fun. Um yeah. and that are largely action based, but he you know, he's he's done a few like uh voice uh voice roles, I believe or mm. a a lot recently. Mm. Um wasn't he like in Zootopia? And yep, <clears throat> yeah. So cool stuff. Um, uh, the, the Dark Tower wasn't great, but mm-hmm. you can tell that he he did a, a good a good time. He had a good time. That's
0: the um, thing. Like Idris Elba was the perfect choice for Rowan. Yeah, I just feel like the that he didn't have a lot to work with. Um, neither did uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. the casting on that was really solid it just, yeah. it's not a well written movie and it's really directed just very normally Like, yeah, it, there's it, nothing about it that like stands out
1: yeah I mean the, I feel like this could be a separate episode altogether and oh, maybe yeah. when I finish um, the last book which I'm on right now I'm like more than halfway through it um, we can talk about that and or you can see the movie, um, and then we can have like a a direct to DVD about it or something. But yeah, um,
0: <laughs> and that will be the episode that everyone will go. Um, uh, it's I might, like I might skip this one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but no. Uh, you can tell that Idris Elba has been having a lot of fun. Uh, he's even done some commercials recently that um, yeah, are, are really funny. Um, mm-hmm. where he's like you know playing himself playing a boxer in a movie um yeah so yeah i mean i don't know i've never seen fast and the furious uh, i've never seen any of the movies yeah but i, I haven't heard bad things about them so that's that's, that's the, the thing. thing like
0: i really think if a movie sets out and does what it's supposed to do even if yeah. you don't like that it means it, yeah. it, it's accomplished its goal yeah so, so it's, I mean, yeah. it's entertainment at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and I can't say much about it um other than no. I'm I'm pretty um apathetic to the uh casting choice. I don't it doesn't bother me uh yeah. or interest me. So uh there's that. There we go. Um and the other one remind me. It was about...
0: Oh, it was about uh, James Gunn directing Suicide Squad oh. 2.
1: And, um, I mean, it makes sense because... Yeah. Uh, and I, I kind of in agree with you on this as well, but Guardians of the Galaxy was basically uh, Suicide Squad. Actually, vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, Suicide Squad... Suicide... So wow. Wow. Suicide Squad was not a great movie um uh-huh. and maybe James Gunn taking the helm will make it good. I think that the um things that were brought up about James Gunn like his past tweets and stuff mm-hmm. uh, i mean he yeah. I think there's I mean, a lot
0: to that and, there um, there
1: is and Disney is trying to definitely like um be more politically correct in and stuff like that which makes mm-hmm. sense honestly it makes sense that James Gunn was fired I know that it's not like a, a, I mean like you said the the cast isn't wasn't very happy about it and mm-hmm. I mean but what what can you do like at that point it's yeah it's it's the guardians of the galaxy that's kind of on the line there um, yeah so yeah um yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful for Suicide Squad too. Um, not a huge fan of anything uh, under that umbrella of uh, uh, DC and stuff. So, I mean, we'll I didn't see. enjoy the first one. I'll probably well, just red red box the second one. So. Very few people enjoyed the first one. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: just the the people who did, I I question, I question I mean, their judgment. <laughs>
1: But I mean, yeah, like what you like. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna judge you, we'll just question you. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, like what you like, but at the same time, if the movie doesn't accomplish its goal, like I was saying before, like the Fast and Furious franchise, they at least accomplish their goal of being fun movies.
1: Well yeah, Suicide and the squad
0: doesn't accomplish its goal of being a fun superhero flick. It's just yeah. garbage.
1: Well it's like it's trying to follow on the coattails of uh, of Guardians for yep. sure. Like it's the same type of premise, um, you know these these this gang of of do wells um, saving uh, the planet or the city or insert whatever Place. here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what are we? Whatever. Some, what are we? Some <laughs> kind of crappy Hollywood reboot?
1: <laughs> yeah, but anyway, thank you, Brittany, for asking those questions. Um, yeah. And uh, we we answered them and pretty much had the same answer. We need to <laughs> disagree with things more often.
0: Yeah, I need to be like Trace, you're wrong on this, and here's <laughs> why? Um, um,
1: but yeah, uh, so don't worry, cool. I'll do
0: that more often in places you won't expect. You'll be like, yeah.
1: <laughs> you'll be like what? Like even if it's not what you actually think, you'll be like, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll be like, yeah, that's where you're wrong, kiddo. <laughs> and I uh. <laughs>
1: I I wait for it.
0: All right. Well, um, uh, so there's that. Yeah. Um, We have a couple other topics to talk about. We'll, like usual, uh, spurs them throughout the episode. Uh,
1: Intersperse them out
0: throughout. Yeah, we will.
1: We'll talk about things. Talk about
0: things. (laughs) We will talk about things uh, throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, Who went first last time? It's Man, been a while. great
1: question. Um,
0: it's been a while. I think I went first.
1: Sure, we'll Last go with time, that.
0: Um, I think I went first with scanners.
1: Ye- ye- sure, Are
0: scanners. Ooh.
1: Sounds great. Ye-
0: <laughs> it, it has been a while. I have ranted about superhero movies since then. Yeah. So, um, and
1: I've I've been dying of the flu. So,
0: yeah, dying of the plague. <sighs> um, yeah, I'll I'll just.
1: I'll go ahead and
0: go first. How about that? Go ahead and get start. get started, baby. Uh how do you want to segue into this? Um uh
1: okay. Uh, well <laughs> <laughs> here he, here we go. Oh, um okay, so DC. Yeah. Um I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh oh. And so I I don't have a lot of opinions towards them. Like I can't say a whole lot. Um mm-hmm. I just know that I don't enjoy the Superman things that I've read or seen, and I Mm -hmm. haven't really enjoyed the Batman things that I have read or seen, Mm -hmm. um, aside from the obvious choices. um, Yeah. But um, also, before we go into this, uh, in your rant about superheroes... Yeah. uh, you failed to mention the Batman nineteen eighty movie, which I was really surprised about. Um, oh, that's
0: true. Um, yeah, because I,
1: I feel like that was a pretty big milestone. Yeah, you're right. That was pretty but, landmark. But uh, I agree that Spider Man kind of uh, kind of uh, launched everything.
0: But because I I, th- I think that um, I think the the nineteen eighties ba- the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman movies um, were good. They were solid yeah. movies. Yeah, I think sure. they attracted a certain type of crowd.
1: I, um, I agree. And I yeah. think
0: they're sort of the Tim Burton-esque, um, I'm, I'm going to tread on your ground a little bit and say like the Hot Topic uh, type uh, peeps who like sure. like the darker, edgier stuff. Uh, sure. No offense, Trace. I know your favorite movie <laughs> is Donnie Darko, but yeah. Um, but sort of the sort of the edgier crowd. Yeah, and um, so I guess I don't know. I think Spider-Man appealed to a wider audience when it came out, but I do. Yeah. But I do think you're right that I like I did make an error in not accounting for those movies.
1: Yeah, because I think um the 1980 Batman was like one of the first. Um, Big superhero like, movies yeah like it, it was large um yeah. uh, I've heard like countless stories from uh my parents who said that you know they like waited in line at midnight to watch this movie and uh, oh. it was like an it was like a midnight release of a new Avengers movie um, huh. which is insane because yeah. it, it was kind of like one of the first of its kind it was the first kind of uh gritty um, yeah. take on Batman uh, yeah. because it I mean, the only Batman that was before that was uh, Adam West's yeah. Batman, so it was kind of like a a real adaptation of the comic. So. Yeah, and
0: it it's like this weird combination of gritty but also over the top cheesy. Yeah, um, and I think that like that definitely influenced a lot of like the cheesier stuff that came out after that. Right. Um, and I, well, I mean, especially when. Uh, Joel Schumacher took over for uh, yikes, yeah Tim Burton and just cheesed it.
2: Yeah,
1: um, but but yeah, I mean Batman. Um, uh, I have pretty fond memories of that movie, um, yeah. but in all in all, I can't say that I'm a huge fan of mm. of that. Okay, and so the 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 movie that I've chose to make. Oh, okay. Um. I'm not a huge fan of the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that I don't think that it's enjoyable, because I do. From from what I've read of it, um, it is very enjoyable. Um, but I, I just never, like, sought it out. Um, yeah. And that is uh, a, a classic comic strip Uh-oh. Uh, that people really uh, enjoy, and it's super iconic. Um, it kind of uh faded out due to uh people taking it and kind of desecrating it in a way oh, um okay that that is calvin and Hobbes <laughs> um yeah we okay
0: um, I'm, I'm excited uh, to hear how you get around like the rights and stuff like that
1: yeah well I mean the <sighs> And the thing with with Calvin and Hobbes is, you know, uh, the creator wrote the comic strip for a long time, yeah. and then a company basically took Calvin's um, likeness and made these decals of Calvin peeing on stuff.
0: Yeah, and, Which, it, and who does that?
1: I don't know, but it basically like Watterson stopped writing the comics. Oh my God, um, gosh. Because really? yeah, because of this. Um and there no. wasn't any real from from what I'm what I'm understanding, there wasn't mm-hmm. a real like copyright on Calvin's likeness. So yeah. he couldn't do anything about it, so he just had to stop. Wow. Um But this movie uh which is going to be animated, um mm-hmm. which means our friends uh, from Illumination are going to take the helm um, to revitalize and revive this uh, this uh, comic, this comic strip, uh, this beloved comic strip. Mm-hmm. And um, in order to do that, a big name has to be tied to it in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order to, to kind of push this onto the world uh, Calvin Hobbes, uh, Susie basically everyone in this movie is gonna be voiced by Ryan Reynolds. And here <laughs> here this is weird like I don't know why I thought of this, but it makes sense to me to okay. have this whole animated movie just based um, around like Calvin's imagination. Yeah. And so every aspect of the movie is gonna be reflected through his voice. Um, oh. alternatively, Susie, who is I, I've made Calvin's wife, is uh could be voiced by Blake Lively just to give, you know, like a little Easter egg uh-huh. type deal. Um yeah. But to to dive right in um to the plot, so Calvin is in his 30s Mm -hmm. he's he's married and has kids who are also voiced by uh ryan reynolds and he is a (laughs) this is so weird (laughs) he is a stay-at-home dad um Uh uh-huh and Susie, who is in the comic strips is his like one of his friends yeah yeah um and they play house, or they played house all together, all, all the time together. And um, she always acted as the, you know, very strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we're gonna make her in this mm-hmm. movie. And she's, um, which is why I kind of put Blake Lively also into it so to actually give the character a voice mm-hmm. uh, from a woman's perspective. Um, but anyway, she is a lawyer and has her own firm, so she's super successful. Calvin just hangs out at home with the kids and um, as well as hang out with his best friend and his imaginary buddy, Hobbs, (laughs) um, who through our eyes is a stuffed tiger, Mm -hmm. but in, in Calvin's eyes, it is an actual tiger who can talk and hang out. And so... You know they play video games all the time, and and since Cal or uh, Hobbs is imaginary and uh, takes to kids well, he can be seen by the kids, and uh, he kind of helps like raise them and gives Calvin like bad advice on how to raise them and mm-hmm. you know fun stuff. Yeah. Um, however, we discover that Susie is very much against the idea that Calvin still believes in his imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And his argument is like, the kids love him. And and hers is like, he's not real though. Like you need to spend quality time with our kids without making them think that you're crazy. Yeah, And so Calvin is like, "I'll, I'll prove it. So he sets off on an adventure to prove Hobbs is real to Susie. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) she has to go to work and stuff, so she's like, fine, if you're going to play this stupid game, at least take the kids. And so he does, and they climb into a treehouse that acts as, like, their spaceship, their adventure spaceship, and takes off um, on adventures. So this is where we see uh, Calvin, Hobbs, and the kids... Um, fly around, and it's kind of like a uh, highlight of the comic strips. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see, like you know, snowbound mountains and and, and Viking battles and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so it's basically like fanfare in that in that regard. Yeah. Um, and if I were like more of a fan, I'd be able to give ex- like more examples, but I'm not. Uh-huh. So. I can't, and that's kind of the, the hope, or the, the kind of way that would make this movie crappy uh-huh. is that I think Illumination mm-hmm. wouldn't r- really like take into account um, the actual comic strips. Kind of yeah. like it's like kind of like a Grinch thing, yeah. But, um, where his like character <clears throat> wasn't really told well, yeah. Um, and so here it's kind of like a. Half way done thing. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, anyway, eventually... Um, they end up somewhere. And they are kind of down on their luck because they don't... They realize that they don't know how they're going to prove this. They yeah. don't know what evidence they need. And so, eventually, we're introduced to another imaginary friend, Mr. Bunn. Who... Oh. Surprisingly, is voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Um, Of course. (laughs) So they see him, understand that he's an imaginary friend, and then they fill him in on everything um, that they're dealing with. And um, they're like, this is perfect. There's another imaginary friend. We can bring them back to the house, show Susie, and we're golden. Like she's going to see that he's real. Mm -hmm. And so they go. Um, And when they land back at home, they all run inside and find Susie and she's like reading a newspaper or something or like looking at her laptop and looks up, sees the kids, Calvin, um, the stuffed bear or the stuffed tiger and the stuffed uh, bunny. Mm -hmm. And Uh, Calvin's like, well, and then points to Mr. Bun and Susie's like, I don't understand Um, Mm -hmm. and this hurts Mr. Bun uh, and so he starts to leave and then Hobbs follows him to kind of console him to be like, wow, that was really strange and we learn that Mr. Bun was actually Susie's imaginary friend whenever she was a kid Oh. But she clearly doesn't recognize him. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of a wasted effort. He's just going to leave again. Yeah. And while that conversation is happening, Calvin has a realization and is like, oh, that's Mr. Bun, as in Susie's Mr. Bun, that I've heard a lot about. Mm -hmm. And he tells Susie who, you know, the stuff that Bunny actually was. Yeah. It was Mr. Bun. And she starts to remember and like tear up and there's like a whole heartfelt moment and and she runs out to mr. bun and apologizes for not recognizing him and they all live with the imaginary friends forever um uh kind of to push the moral of never let like, go of your imagination, always be creative. Yeah. And they have a fun adventures the end.
0: Well, uh all right. That's a that's a movie.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> I
0: don't know how to feel about that cuz like I actually grew up on Calvin and Hobbes.
1: Yeah, and I think I remembered that, Mm -hmm. Um, so it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I think Casey's a fan of this, so he'll have a lot to say about it. Yeah, I was
0: a huge fan when I was a kid, and uh, uh, it's it's weird, because Calvin and Hobbes is one of those, like, safe spaces of my childhood that hasn't been destroyed by Hollywood yet, Uh (laughs) because, like, Hollywood's already, like, taken Transformers and destroyed it, and, uh, yeah. I mean, they they're they're going towards Pokemon. I don't know how it's gonna do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it I'm seems hopeful. promising.
0: I'm hopeful, yeah. but I mean, with the amount that they shredded Transformers up until Bumblebee, uh, yeah. uh my childhood hasn't really recovered too much yet. Um, hmm. so like, if they if they got a hold of Calvin and Hobbes, first off, I think mm-hmm. like, um, I think. Watterson's copyright or his like his his estates hold on Calvin and Hobbes. I think it might have been because of that. The details thing is it definitely was airtight. Like they don't let anyone do anything with the source material ever.
1: Right. And I mean, they don't want to get burned again. Yeah,
0: exactly. And honestly, like, I hate that 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 happened to Bill Watterson. Like, I hate that. And that makes me sad. But at the same time, it's kind of keeping Hollywood from destroying these comics that I know and love. and And that's one of the few vestiges, like, one of the last, like, sanctuaries of my childhood (laughs) that hasn't been, like, rebooted over and over and over. Uh Uh-oh. I'm sorry. I know. So, like, (laughs) I really hope your movie never exists. I'm sorry. But, like... If it if, Like, if Calvin and Hobbes gets rebooted, I'm going to freak out. And not I mean, in a good
1: way. The, the thing with uh, Calvin and Hobbes is there's a lot of potential for something really good. Mm-hmm. But there's also potential for something really underwhelming. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was aiming for.
0: And Yeah, and that's the thing. is like 95% of reboots, uh, you know, 87% of all reboots, uh, estimations and, and facts are uh, made up on the spot. But ninety five percent of freeboots are are built in the hopes of getting money instead of making a good movie. Oh yeah. Or making an homage to the the source material. They don't yeah. hold that in mind. And so if Hollywood got its hands on Calvin and Hobbes I I don't know. I I'd yeah. be really sad.
1: I mean, yeah, it it'd be tough, and you know that there would have to be like um, a reference to it, like to the decals or something. Like it wouldn't Ugh. just be it wouldn't just be um, something pure. It would have to be something. It'd be like I remember remember this. Yeah. Um, so
0: I feel well. I feel like even if it's just a nod, like a truck goes by and there's a some sort of decal on it or something yeah that would be exactly
1: really meta though that would be be weird it would be really meta Um, but but would you do you think or would you be surprised if they did that
0: i'd be really angry (laughs) i'd be like it'd be like surprised anger like, yeah,
1: you're like uh,
2: huh? it'd
0: be the type of anger where I would like hunt down the producer who greenlighted it, and be like, "What is wrong with you?" And yeah. like, I'd write, I'd write that person letters, I'd punch them in the face, I would just, right. I would freak out. Um, so but, all that to say, um, yeah. Oh, uh, while we're on the subject of childhood, though, um, okay. Uh, Lego movie was also like a big part of my childhood, and uh, or like mm. Legos, and so um, yeah, it was actually fun to see like Lego movie being as good as it was. Like,
1: hey, see a good, good, good segue. And I, n- I know where exactly where you're going. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> the problem with Lego movie though, like yeah. with how good it, it was, it opens up um toy companies to be. Yep. Movie fodder. And so, yes, and we were
1: talking about this last week. <clears throat> so uh, we, yeah. we already have our opinions kind of formed about this. Oh, yeah, go for it. But uh, no, I, I'll, I'll let you... Um, oh, okay. Uh, I'll let you unwrap
2: this.
0: I'll rip off this band-aid. They're making a Playmobil movie?
1: <laughs> what? So if you're not familiar... Um, Playmobil is like is basically Legos, but like, except you don't build the stuff. Yeah. They're like, they're more like, um, little action figure toys and they're, they, they don't do, or at least to my knowledge, they, I mean, they may do some, um, copyrighted stuff, like some brands. Mm -hmm. Um, but for the most part, I don't, I don't think so either. I can't think of anything offhand, um but they usually do just like uh pirate adventure or um um gladiators or you know stuff like like a bunch that. of
0: people getting on a bus or like a plane yeah and
1: yeah. Like yeah like pretty regular school day yeah um which which is fine there there is definitely a market for that mm-hmm. um but lego oh, does that too um but all this to say uh, there is a trailer out. Pause the video. Go watch it. Yep. Come Pause. back.
0: And now you're back.
1: <clears throat> hey. H- yep. Eww. Boring, huh? <laughs> uh,
0: so that looks just like the Lego movie.
1: Yeah. Um, um. I mean, down to the humor, like the timing of the humor. Um. Uh, I won't say the animation because it's not the same. but. Yeah. The animation but is different,
0: can... but it's... it's. I mean, Lego Movie had a specific feel that it was going for. It wanted to, like, yeah. replicate the stop-motion animation of, like, people doing home projects with Legos. Yeah. And they and did that really
1: well. Yeah, it, it succeeded. Yeah. Um, with, with Playmobil... Granted, they're not going for the same type of uh, plot that Lego Movie was. Mm-hmm. It became kind of meta. Yeah. Where... Uh, well, I guess Playmobil is it's a meta story, mm-hmm. but done differently. If that makes sense. So, I mean, you watch the trailer. Yeah, it's it's a brother and a sister. They get sucked into the into Playmobil.
0: It's Jumanji. <laughs> it's gonna be the Monopoly movie that comes out. It's all yeah. these different. Uh, the kids get sucked into the game, and now they have to yeah. find their way out. It's
1: which. Which can work. I mean, the the new Jumanji movie was definitely was great. Yeah, um, but but
0: that's what it was. It was a Jumanji movie. Like Jumanji yeah. sort of originated the the, the trope of kids the, getting sucked into yeah. a board game or or getting sucked into toys.
1: Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like. I mean, it looks harmless. It looks like a harmless movie. Yeah, but. I don't know I mean it's obviously a cash grab yeah. from the Lego movie. Oh yeah. And it's <laughs> I
0: mean, it is it is like an hour and a half long commercial for Playmobil. And yeah. to be fair, Lego was the exact same way. The thing is yeah. the Lego movie was like very neat and very um it was well done. Yeah, it was well done, and it brought up a lot of really interesting questions. And it was it was, well, it it felt polished. It felt good. Yep. Um, well, and it it
1: it wasn't very traditional, um, story wise either. It was you know like our hero that we're following isn't actually like a, a super person. Yeah, you know he's a regular person. He. People think that he is the—spoilers—people think that he is the master builder, but in reality, he's not. He's just a really good guy. Yeah. Um, uh, which is kind of refreshing. Um, yeah. But people thought—to be fair, people thought that the Lego movie was going to just be like this cash-grab commercial movie. Now,
0: I'll, I'll be honest with you. When I was watching that movie, did I want to play with a Lego set? Yes. And so, did it work as a as a cash grab? Maybe. Yes. Maybe I went out it, and bought a Lego set afterwards. You don't need to know that. But the thing is, but it also worked as a movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Is if it's not a feature length commercial, then I'm then and it's sets out to be a fun movie that like people can enjoy all the while yeah. making them secretly want to play with Legos. I'm sold on that. If you're going to if you're going to trick me into buying Legos, at least you know do a good job. At <laughs> least get me to buy some Legos afterwards. At least sell me on yeah. a good movie first. And yeah. it did that. And so like it's it's kind of like I keep coming back to this point, but if a movie does something well or, or like if if it sets out to accomplish what it does and it does that well. Yeah. I'm I'm here for it. I'm okay with that, and I will let people Same. appreciate it. Um, yeah. but all judge, that being said, just
1: just judging from the trailer of the Playmobil movie, it doesn't look great. Yeah,
0: it, it kind of <laughs> looks like a commercial. And
1: yeah. well, and I mean, we we'll, we could be proven wrong. Uh,
0: that's the thing. It might know. be. It might be great. But yeah, that's what our podcast is all about: is just trying to forecast. These movies yes. for you, yeah. Um, but I'm going to take that as a segue into my movie. Let's go because, <laughs> uh, well, with the Lego Movie coming out, I think I feel like the floodgates are going to open for toy movies.
1: Oh yeah, toy
0: line movies. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Playmobil is is showing that that is happening. Like, Lego movie, yeah. like movie came out and everyone's like, "Oh, toy movies." And so Playmobil's <laughs> going to come out. And so here's <laughs>
2: Oh, oh <no.
0: laughs> boy. Get ready because this was okay. this was a thing that was considered this pa- uh, within the past 2 years. People were like, okay. we're going to make this movie, and it was set to come out this year. Right? Um it was going to be it was going to be made by the Weinstein company. Um, but you know they went bankrupt oh, yikes. because yikes uh they went bankrupt because of certain things,
1: oh, I know what you're talking
0: about, oh no, really,
1: oh yeah, go for it,
0: all right, get ready. I'm about to rip off this bandaid the furby movie,
1: yep, oh goodness, I thought I would never have to think about this movie again okay. <laughs> Oh,
0: so you knew about this. Oh,
1: yeah, I knew about the freaking Furby movie.
0: Yeah, we're gonna make a Furby movie. Now, here's the thing. (laughs) Yeah, Here's the thing. There's already been a Furby movie. Huh? Bet you didn't know that. No. Bet you didn't know it was a TV Nickelodeon movie in 2005. What? Bet you didn't know they aired it on Nickelodeon. Huh? Where was I? I Bet you didn't know that it coincided with the 2005 Furby revival. What? When they released new product lines of Furbies? Oh, you didn't know? Oh, God. (laughs) And now, listeners, (laughs) if you want to have a really bad day, (laughs) if you want to have a really bad day, Google Furby Island. Yeah the 2005 island
1: take a look at those take a look at those
0: furbies and tell me you're not gonna have nightmares okay
1: i'm gonna you keep talking i'm looking this up
0: oh it's so um apparently i didn't know this but furby has had several like revivals and several like new product lines released over the years Okay. And so, like, their first ones came out in, like, 98, and people went nuts, and Furbies flooded the market, and, like, you could get some at McDonald's, and you could get <laughs> real Furbies, and blah, 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 all these Furbies, and then they, like, died out in 2000. Um, right. And then 2005, they hit, they hit the shelves with another round of Furbies, um, because, like, I mean, in 2000, there were so many Furbies that people were like, okay, this is too much, and they died out. And so, in 2005, apparently, they tried again with new Furbies, and that lasted for, like, a short while, but they didn't they didn't sell that hot. People were sure. like, oh, okay, Furbies are, are still a thing. Um, they released them again in 2012. And so there's more Furbies out. And then in 2016, they released another line. And these, you could actually sync to your phone. And, like, oh, there's, a, yeah. there's a Furby app. And yeah. they had, like, like, animatronic eyes or, like, like LED eyes that could, like, look around and things like that. Um, and there was, like, a big scandal because people thought that they were, like, the NSA was watching them through their Furbies and things like that. And, <coughs> Um, so it's all that to say the 2005 line, when that came out, there was a Nickelodeon straight to television <laughs> movie that came out with it. Yeah. And I hope you've, I I hope you've gotten to Google it right oh, now. Oh, I found it. It's,
1: <sighs> you know what it, you know what it reminds me of? And this yeah. is going to be a really obscure, uh, thing to reference on the podcast. Um, Go for it. Um, but it reminds me of like a creepy pasta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. It's like, do you remember Furby Island?
0: Yeah, it looks like one of those movies that never should have existed. Yeah. Because the animation is so garbage. Um, um but it,
1: it's like, um man, it just gives me really bad vibes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So um in like twenty sixteen, when the next product line came out, the Weinstein company was like, Alright, we're gonna make a live action Slash computer animation Furby movie. Yes. Um, And if that sounds terrifying, uh, you you're on the right track. Correct. (laughs) And so, uh, in regards to the film's narrative, uh, the Hasbro executive Stephen Davis stated he was like, "We think that we can resonate, that this can resonate as a four quadrant film." And for those of you who don't know, the four quadrants are for the audience. Um, it's men and women Mm -hmm. and under 25 and over 25. Those are the four quadrants that movies want to sell to. And so he's like, we think this can resonate as a four quadrant film. It can't just be a 90 minute commercial.
2: Yeah.
0: And he said that. And I think his heart was in the right place, but I don't think he realized that a Furby movie is not going to be good. (laughs) Um, And then the Weinstein company closed down because Harvey is a perv. And not just a perv, he's a horrible, horrible, terrible person. person. Um, And so all that to say, um, if you don't know what a Furby is... Come on. um, I feel like you should. Well, I mean, at this point... I I feel like everybody does. I
1: mean, at this point, it's been in circulation since the 80s, so...
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) 90s. Um, Well, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I I only know this because I looked it up it came out in 98. So like right in our childhood. Yeah, but um, what about the Furby. what
1: about the Gizmo Furby though?
0: The Gizmo Furby? Yeah. Oh, that's a new thing.
1: From Gremlins? Yeah. No.
0: That came out in like 2012 or 2013. No way. Yeah. Okay. You can keep talking. I'm going to look it up. You can look that up. Okay. So, um I mean, people were like mixing up Gremlins and Furbies because to be fair, they're pretty similar. And so they actually came out with a Furby designed to look like Gizmo from the Gremlins in like 2013. Um, And let me tell you, that thing is freaky. But um, Furbies were all over the place during this time. And so um, all that to say, we're going to push ahead and and make this Furby this Furby movie <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and it's actually going to happen because you know toys need to be sold and children need to have movies to tell them to buy toys and I know that sounds hypocritical because I just said I bought Legos because of the Lego movie but shut up I'm going
1: with this um, so let's get started so oh, yes yeah? so to touch on the gizmo Furby <clears throat> it actually came out in 99 so oh it it was a year after furbies were a thing that's such a weird thing though um wow,
0: that is I, I guess because when they first came out people were like, oh, these are like gremlins yeah i guess
1: and it's like n- no but we'll partner with uh with uh but we'll acknowledge that yeah oh well continue that's weird
0: continue. oh okay i didn't I didn't know it was that far back but um anyways, the furby movie so furby movie starts out on furby island. Um, there's a narrator throughout the movie, because why not? The narrator introduces us to Nina, and Nina is a young female Furby who has trouble fitting in. Oh, no. And so um, Nina, we can literally get anybody to play, because (laughs) it's a freaking Furby. Um, Her friends Limlo and Wati... Keep her grounded, because Nina is easily distracted and longs for a wider world to explore. Um, She's she's dissatisfied with her life on on Furby Island. Mm -hmm. However, be careful what you wish for, because a vortex opens over the island and sucks the three Furbies into the real
1: world. Oh, no.
0: And so we are then introduced to Peyton who is a young girl who's having trouble on her first day of middle school. Peyton, of course, is played by a child actress, so <laughs> I will have to cast her. Woo-hoo. Nailed it. Um, we're having some really light casting day yeah. today on the podcast. I cast one person in this whole movie. So, Same. continuing on... Um, Uh, She's having trouble on her first day of middle school. Two mean girls are continuously picking on her, and she can't really seem to make any friends. And so in her room that night, she sits on her bed wishing for a friend. And at that moment, the vortex opens over a nearby field. Peyton sees it happening out the window, and she goes to investigate, and she finds the Furbies. And so she takes the Furbies, she sneaks them into the house and becomes friends with them yeah and so um uh, an important note that i want to stress is that the first scene in the movie like the one that's on furby island mm. um the furbies will be speaking furbish which is the furby language furbish um and if you didn't know that now you do yeah <laughs> they'll be speaking furby i hate this um Yeah, they'll be speaking Furbish and everything will be done with subtitles Uh, because there's nothing better than, you know, watching like a 10 minute scene of just subtitles. Um, And so when they get sucked into the real world, they're going to start out speaking Furbish. But over time, they're going to learn English and start communicating in English. OK, because why not? Right. Uh, And because that's what the toys do. And we got to tell the kids how the toys work. And so um, Nina tells uh, tells uh, Peyton that the Furbies need to return home, and Peyton resolves to help. And meanwhile, in the field, a team of scientists led by the menacing Dr. Doomhauser. Um, Doomhauser is played by Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. I think I'm going to get Ben Mendelssohn to play him. Uh, ben Mendelssohn, if you don't know, uh, he was the bad guy in Rogue One. Uh, he was the bad guy in Ready Player One um he's been the bad guy in a lot of things now and he's uh he's the bad guy in the new uh robin hood movie that just came out that nobody heard of and cared about um but ben mendelson is just constantly typecast as like the bad guy in in these types of movies so uh there you go um and so i think he'd play a good dr doomhauser uh, and Doomhauser investigates the mysterious cosmic remnants of the Vortex and finds patches of fur left behind by the Furbies. Meanwhile, <laughs> the next day, Peyton makes friends with Lonnie at school. And Lonnie's a kid with a passion for science. Mm-hmm. Uh, she invites Lonnie over uh, and shows him the Furbies and tells him uh, they that they need to return them home. And that, like and what happened and all that and so Lonnie volunteers that hey my dad works at a research facility in town and we should take the furbies there they'll know what to do and Peyton doesn't agree she's like ah they're only going to want to hurt the furbies haven't you seen et haven't you seen all these movies with aliens the scientists only want to hurt the furbies right uh only want to hurt the 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 little babies Uh, but Peyton's like, Hey Lonnie, will you sneak into the facility and see if they've got anything on dimensional vortexes and things like that? Like maybe, maybe the facility's got stuff that'll help us out in like getting these Furbies home. And Mm -hmm. so Lonnie steals his dad's ID and sneaks into the facility Um, Peyton has several adventures with the Furbies at school. Yeah. We have a good laugh, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Uh, Lonnie downloads information on vortexes and discovers a couple things. Okay. First, first, the scientists have analyzed the fur and found that, found that it's from extra-dimensional beings. Right. Uh, second, the residual matter left by the vortex and the hair was enough to complete the research on vortexes that the station was already doing. Of course. Um, and so the, the station was like midway through making vortexes and, um, this completes their research. They're like, oh yes, we can, we can open dimensions to, uh, dimensional doors now. And, uh, third, the scientists now plan to reopen the portal using the fur they found to lock onto a biological target. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, that's how science works. Right. Um, but it's not enough fur to open the door they got to have more fur. And so the scientists are like, well, we need to track down the source of this fur. We need to find out what what came through from the other side. Mm-hmm. And so Lonnie gets all of this data. He starts to leave. However, he's stopped by his father, who is revealed to be Dr. Doomhauser. No. Yeah. He's Lonnie Doomhauser. And we <laughs> didn't know that. And so, Lonnie uh, w-
1: Doomhauser. Yep. Good.
0: And so Lonnie's able to <coughs> Lonnie's able to like lie and cover his tr- what?
1: You're just <laughs> d- d- choking on your your own bull crap.
0: Yep. <laughs> uh, um. And so Lonnie's able to cover his tracks as to why he's there. Oh. Uh, he's like, oh, I, I you know dropped something the last time I was here. I don't know, and leaves. And but Dr. Dumhauser is suspicious. He's like, What's Lonnie doing here? What's he up to? And so Lonnie goes to Peyton's house and tells her everything that he learned. Yeah. Uh, But Dr. Doomhauser shows up at the house and he tells Peyton's parents that extra dimensional beings might have landed nearby and that for safety purposes, he must investigate the house for unusual cosmic activity. Of course. And so Lonnie and Peyton are like, what are we going to do? And so they escape through the window with the Furbies in their backpack. Uh, they plan to sneak back into the facility, open the portal, and send the Furbies home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, when they sneak back in, they are caught. No. And But, as they're caught, the Furbies escape the backpack and wander the facility. Which will lead to some funny things like the scientists trying to catch the Furbies and, like, tripping over each other. Blah, blah, blah. Doomhouser locks the kids in a in a room and he questions them on where the furbies are hiding and he threatens he's like if you don't tell me where they are i'm gonna start the portal prematurely (sighs) because if you start the portal prematurely it'll just it'll decimate the other side and destroy wherever the furbies came from wow yeah jeez doomhauser doomhauser's not doomhauser's not kidding around (laughs) um However, the Furbies break the kids out by, get this, they were in the vent, they they sneak into the ventilation system, they pop out the grill plate on the ventilation shaft, and it knocks Doomhauser over the head, knocking him out. Of course. (laughs) And so the the Furbies uh, release the kids, uh, the kids escape. And a chase through the facility ensues. Mm-hmm. And so finally, the kids get to the portal room and they lock themselves inside because apparently you can lock yourself in the portal room. <laughs> um, and, like, I picture, like, Doomhauser on the outside, like, banging yeah. on the glass, trying to get the kids to open the door. Um, and so the kids get to the portal room. They share a tearful goodbye with Nina, <laughs> Wati, and Limlo. Um, Freaking Nina. Before, like, <laughs> and they take some of the fur, they put it in the. the him above, they open the portal and they send the Furbies through the portal and then close it behind them, ensuring that the Furbies made it safe back to the island and they shut down the machine. Yeah. And so without the fur, like, because the the machine, you know, uh, eats the fur or <laughs> sets it on fire or something, I don't sets know. Sets it on um,
1: fire.
0: Like, in analyzing yeah, it or yeah. something, it, it, like, it, like, uses it, it down all. in a monk. It, like, breaks it down on a molecular level like or
1: something. To d- I like to imagine that it just bursts into flames. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And so um, the kids are like, well, the machine is done. The Furbies are safe. Let's go home. And they just leave. <laughs> and the scientists are just standing there like, well... There goes all our research. (laughs) Yeah, Doomhauser's like, angry with his son, but at the same time, he's like, all right, I mean, I can't get the Furbies now, so I can't lock you kids in a room anymore. So I guess you just go home. Uh, And so everything is just kind of cleared up. Um, The kids go back to their their houses. The Furbies returned to the island. Um, Nina is like, hey, I'm so thankful that I am on Furby Island now. I don't, like... Uh, like my creativity, um, I, I'm not gonna wish another vortex out of the sky or something. I don't, I don't know. She's she's content to be back, is what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And so the kids go home. Everything seems to be normal. Um, and then in a final scene, Uh-oh. right before the credits, um, Peyton's sitting at home in her room. But then a portal appears in the Peyton's room, hmm. which sets up for a sequel. The Return of the Furbies. No way. And credits. And for like for that last scene, I'm really picturing like um like a like the end of uh, Spoilers, like the end of um Spider Man into the Spider-Verse where like you see Yeah you see the character head on and oh, then like the yeah, portal yeah, yeah. opens where the camera should be. And so like you see like a light spill onto them. Like a Uh, Like a Monsters, Inc. ending, you know, where you see the protagonist. And and then you hear, like... And you, like, hear the Furbies or something, and Peyton gets really excited, and then it cuts to black. Uh, It's going to be that. So... Great. That's the Furby movie, and I really honestly think that this is going to come out at some point. Like, the the Weinstein company already tried to make it happen, um, they, the only thing that prevented them from doing it was going bankrupt because they're horrible people. So, yeah, um, I really think that this could happen eventually. If like if the because Lantern Entertainment uh, absorbed the Weinstein Company, like took it over and became the new thing. Um, uh,
1: so it could be in their possession.
0: It well it it is in their possession i don't know if they're gonna do anything with it right um because like they they haven't announced any plans regarding the furby movie but you know you never know
1: well i'm on the edge of my seat for that announcement
0: i know same. i want a furby going
1: um, (laughs)
0: at me on screen i want that to happen I want Furbies to re-hit the shelves and for kids to be screaming, uh, (laughs) grabbing the nearest Furby, beating their parent over the head with it. Yeah. Um, I want the rampant commercialism uh, from this movie. Man. I think it's going to be good. So there you go. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um... Thank you. I tried to make it as cliche as possible. Um really yeah. I really think I've outdone myself on this one
1: <laughs> your best one yet
2: yeah
0: mm, um yeah
1: yeah wow Ooh. no that that's 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 real um thanks I I like we're, we're getting really good at like making our um like each episode it like almost takes on a theme um, yeah yeah of like something that like this this episode is like about our like childhood things. And... This is like
0: destroyed childhood dreams. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah. Um. Oh. Um. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have something that related to destroyed childhood yep. themes in a minute. Yeah. Destroyed childhood dreams in a minute. Yeah. Like. Oh no no done.
1: no! I was I was trying to segue into talking about something oh. else. Like, I was I was setting okay. you up.
0: Well, oh, well, way to go. You really did that. Because, um,
1: little known
0: thing, I didn't realize. Uh, did you know they rebooted Spy Kids?
1: It, yeah? Didn't that happen, like, a, a year ago or something?
0: They made a Netflix show? Like, animated Netflix show based off yeah. of Spy Kids? Yeah. Oh, you knew that? Yeah. I didn't know that.
1: I mean, yeah, you, you didn't know it because it's not good
0: <laughs> well, i mean of course it's not good but like it just have you have you seen like pictures
1: of it because it, oh.
0: it literally looks like the most bland kid yeah. animated kids show ever like there's oh, no yeah. style um it, it
1: is definitely a show that is just taking the name and being mm-hmm. like oh cool we can probably make money off of this
0: yeah like oh spy kids they're about kids that are spies that's good um, and then they just make something completely different and call it spy kids. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. okay. Well, uh, uh, I found that today. I found that little nugget, yeah. um, today yes. and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is a thing. Um, and so that's a, that's a big part of my childhood that they're exploiting.
1: Yeah. You know, like you do. <laughs> Um,
0: but but you know bumblebee gives me hope because yeah. because um did you see bumblebee
1: no i have not have you
0: i've seen bits okay um i haven't seen the full thing i've heard it's like for a transformers movie it's outstanding for a regular movie you're like oh you know that, that was good <laughs> um and honestly that's more than you can no. hope for for yeah, a Transformer movie. That's definitely more than um, you can
1: say for other Transformers movies.
0: But the thing is, at the uh, like, you can tell the people actually like put in the work for it because um, at the beginning of the movie, there's like a, a like a fight scene on Cybertron, the whole pl- the home planet of the Transformers. Yeah, and dude, the design of the Transformers in that battle is amazingly close to G- to G one. Like oh, the original cool. Transformers, to the point, like they get attacked by Soundwave, who is a uh, yeah, uh, who's a who's a Decepticon, and they got his voice perfectly. He's got like this weird, like, um, in the in the original show way back in the day, he had like this weird robotic voice that was almost musical. Yeah. Um, and they they replicated it perfectly. I would do it, but it would, but it's, it, <laughs> I I I couldn't. It get would it. suck. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get it right. Like. Um, uh, oh my gosh, it, uh, down to things like that, like, as soon as Soundwave talked, I was like, oh shoot, they knew what they were doing with this one. Yeah. Like, they actually did their research, to the point where they, like, they got some, they got a more obscure character's voice right.
1: Yeah, man, I mean... A lot of people like when the trailer came out. A lot of people were really pumped that Bumblebee was, you know, a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, um, and I
0: mean, I think I I told you back when back when the trailer came out, I was like, Starscream transforms the right way. Yeah, like he I transforms mean, the way, hit, like cockpit over the chest, like the way the toy does back yeah. in the day.
2: I
1: mean, it, it that's it's it's cool um, yeah. that there is hope for things like that. Um,
0: so I I really hope that like. Audiences coming out in droves to see Bumblebee will yeah. like encourage producers to go. Hey, maybe we should actually care.
1: Maybe the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie should be good.
0: Well, I mean, Michael Bay seems to be taking a back seat, and honestly, I feel like that's all you need to make a good movie is to not have <laughs> Michael Bay and make active choices in it. Yeah, um, because he's just <sighs> yeah. yeah. Um, so if if he's taking a back seat, it might actually have a chance right although here's the thing (laughs) as much as you need to blame michael bay a little bit of the transformers movie uh of all of the transformers movies was steven spielberg's fault because he's been a producer from the start (laughs) (laughs) well i mean
1: hey he's just giving money right you could give your money to good things you don't have (laughs) to give your money to michael bay i mean but here here is here's the rub um. <laughs> There's the rub. If if you were a producer mm-hmm. in Hollywood um, and they were like, yeah, we're making a Transformers movie, I would invest my money in that and be I like, would.
0: cool. <laughs> I would until the second one came out because the first one yeah. is like passable. You're like, yeah. oh, that was a movie. But, Parts of it were really dumb, but it was a good movie. Uh, and then the second one comes out and you're like, oh,
1: But here's the thing, it still did well, and so did the third one, and so did the fourth one.
0: It
2: doesn't matter. No, Uh, okay,
0: I really don't think the fourth one did that well. And I really don't think the fifth one did either, because those those movies were directed DVD quality.
1: Here, I'm gonna, I'll look up the box office uh, records for those movies. Well,
0: we're already going pretty long in this episode. Yeah. Um, So we might want to, well, all of that to say um with the Transformers movies uh bumblebee actually reveals a, a ray of hope to fans of you know things in general uh that producers might actually uh, might actually be interested in doing our childhood justice as opposed to just you know shelling out trash
1: yeah um yeah uh, it's tough to um it's really tough to say uh at this point because it it's 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 weird um that bumblebee is kind of like the first of its kind in that in that regard yeah
0: and i mean i'm sure there were live action movies before bumblebee that like actually cared about the source material they're just few and far between and i don't think anyone any of them like got as big as bumblebee has you know, or like, we're in because the Transformers movies were super mainstream to the point where like yeah. everyone knew about them, and so yep. like Bumblebee being in that mainstream franchise and saying, "Hey, this is how you support," um, "this is how you support the source material." Yeah, might change things because it's yeah. such a it's such a mainstream
2: movie.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but but yeah, all that. <sighs> and I guess we can kind of end on this, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's hard. Once again, it's really hard to say because even crappy movies like transform, like the transformer franchise, uh, aside from Bumblebee, mm-hmm. still like, like I up, mean, here, here, the age of extinction.
0: Oh, he, Oh, you pulled the, it up. The okay. fourth, I did. All the right. fourth movie, yeah. its budget
1: was $210 million. Okay. Yeah. How much do you think the box office made for that movie?
0: Oh, man, like $600 $1.104 billion.
1: Oh. So, I, it's it's not, it, it's...
0: Wow, wow. like, I saw parts <laughs> of that movie. I didn't go out and see it. I saw yeah. parts of the movie on YouTube, and they're, like, direct-to-DVD-quality CGI. Yeah. It's bad.
1: I mean... I mean I'll look up the reviews for it. Uh, the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is 18%. percent hmm The... Yeah. I mean, even the audience is,
0: I mean, isn't great. Last, ni- <laughs> last night made worse than that. Like, did worse than 18%. Yeah.
2: Um, and it still made...
0: Because reviews only went down. It still made
1: so much money. It's ridiculous. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: I don't know.
0: It whole... Uh, I... Hopefully... Hopefully, like <laughs> viewers, listeners, um, if you have the chance, support Bumblebee, because because it might actually get producers to listen.
1: Because,
0: <clears throat> huh?
1: Because because Bumblebee. Oh, he left. Sorry, guys. I I, I guess this is where. We'll... Guess this is where we'll go. Um. <clears throat> oh, he's back!
0: <clears throat> all right. Well, that that about I think that about concludes our episode. I don't want to hear any more of this. <laughs> I'm done. I've had it. I work all day for you.
1: Um. So yeah, I guess uh, next week I'll or throughout the week I'll kind of pick your brain on a couple of reboots that <clears throat> are happening. Um, hmm. And kind of get your opinion on, and and we can talk about it next episode. Yeah, um, but and anyway, you know,
0: if you have ideas, hit us up at crappyhollywoodreboots at gmail dot com.
1: That's crappyhollywoodreboots at gmail.com.
0: That's crappyhollywoodreboots at gmail dot com. It's so much uh, better to have someone to say that with instead of just yeah, me I know. repeating it three times, three
1: times. Yeah, because it seems excessive at that point. But when yeah. when I'm there, it's not. It's a
0: little better. All right. Well. <clears throat> Um, until next episode, viewers, yeah.
2: S-
1: S- see ya good. on the flip. Good, good night, Night Vale. Good, oh, can we say that? Uh, I don't know. Is that copyright? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh cue oh, the outro. I'll bleep
2: it. I'll bleep it. Cue the outro. Crap. Crap the Hollywood, Hollywood. A reboot.